Good morning. Welcome to Brachas Chavchas, page 28. We're continuing the story of Rabbi Gamliel, who had been deposed or impeached and was no longer the Nasi in the base Madrash. Now who comes in? It's Rabbi Laz ben Azari. Even though he was only 18 years old, a miracle happened. He had white hair overnight, and now he is Kiben Shivim He's like 70 years old, and he has the authority, and he comes in. And on that day, he removed the guard at the door of the Beit Midrash, because Rabbi Gamliel had actually stood, stationed the guard there and only allowed students in who were told who could borrow their inside with like their outside. Only very few people were able to get in. And he, he may, opened it up to everybody. On that day, the rabbis say that either 400 benches or 700 benches needed to be added just to fit the crowds. And any question that was unresolved was answered on that day why was, the, why was it answered on that day? Because Rashi explains, because since you have so many more students, the sharpening of Torah, just people, different kinds of people with different ideas were, 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 were encountering each other, and actually the, the, they came to many resolutions and many answers, so it's a very beautiful idea. Anyways, the Gemara goes on and says that any time it says, on that day, it's referring to that day, that's when Masechus Adios, which is a great Masechus, which deals with many rulings of great sages, it happened on that day when and Rebbe Gamliel was deposed, and Rebbe Lezman Azariah came in. So the Gemara comes in, and it says that even Rebbe Gamliel showed up to the base Madrash on that day, and there was actually a major debate between, another debate between Rebbe Gamliel and Rebbe Yehoshua, that a certain potential convert named Yehuda from Ammon, he was an Ammonite, he comes before them, and he says, I want to convert to Judaism. And Rebbe Gamliel says, you can't come in, because it says in the Pasuk, well, you have Ammoni, that an Ammoni can't come in. Rabbi Shua says, yes, you could come in. And Rabbi Shua, they argue back and forth. Rabbi Shua says, no, since Sancheirev, the king of Assyria, came and is Nevalvel Olam, he, he did population transfers. He took the people from, from here and put them there, there and put them here. That's what he did in his, in his empire. Therefore, the people from Ammon who are there now are not the people from before. And therefore, the new people are actually allowed to come in. And the Rabbi Yeshua and Rabbi, and Rabbi Gamliel argue back and forth. And eventually, the rule is in accordance with Rabbi Yeshua. And they do accept this person. Uh, as a convert. And Rabbi Gamliel says, look, oh, I see that the Psaac is like Rabbi Yeshua. I better go and appease him, even though yesterday he had made Rabbi Yeshua stand up and he had embarrassed him. So he goes to Rabbi Yeshua's house and he sees that Rabbi Yeshua is in poverty and the walls of his house are so dark from dirt, from soot. And he, and he comments on it. And Rabbi Yeshua says, woe to the Jewish people that we had a leader who was so out of touch. He didn't even understand how hard it is for the Torah scholars to get parnasa, to get, to get uh, sustaining, so, uh, to be sustained in terms of food. Then at the end of the day, Rabbi Yeshua is in fact appeased, and Rabbi Yeshua says, look, Rabbi Gamliel has been the leader until now, let's put him back. He talks to the other scholars, Rabbi Akiva, they agreed to put him back, back in place, but the idea is they can't now depose Rabbi Lazar ben because there's a rule, Malin B'Kodesh a Maridim, once someone is ascends, which is promoted to holiness, you can't uh, get rid of them. So therefore, the compromise was, at the end of the day, that Rabbi Gamliel taught for three weeks a month, and Rabbi Yeshua, Rabbi Yeshua, Rabbi Yeshua taught on the fourth week. And that's why anytime it says in the Gemara, Shabbat Shalmi Haita, whose week was it to teach? It's referring to this idea because Rabbi Gamliel taught for three weeks and Rabbi Yeshua taught for one week. Then the Gemara goes on to talk about the halacha, that debate in the Mishnah. The Tanakam of the Chachamim said that for Musaf you have all day, but for but Rabbi Yehuda said you only have seven hours, which in a perfect halachic day from six to six, 6 a.m. to 6 p.m. would mean 1 p.m. And the Gemara says, let's say you have two tefillot before you, which one should go first? So the Chachamim say, you can either daven mincha or musaf. So the Chachamim say, you should daven mincha, ironically, first. It's kind of surprising. 
because of the rule of Tadr V'Sheinu Tadr, Tadr Kodem. If you have one mitzvah that's more frequent than the other, the one that's more frequent comes first. But Rabbi Yehuda says, actually, Musaf comes first because Musaf is going to pass. Musaf ends at 1 p.m., whereas Mincha goes all the way until nightfall, or all the way until Shkia, at least. So therefore, Mincha should, uh, Musaf should come first. And the rule is we actually pass in like the Chachamim. Um, and Mincha would go first, although there's, this is a complicated halacha. So the Gemara continues and says, uh, if anyone davens Musaf after 1 p.m. or Shachris after 10 a.m., after four hours into the day, uh, ba- bad things will happen to you. Then we continue on the on the bays where the Gemara says um, uh, lots of stories about different rabbis who were sick. Rabbi Avia didn't come to the to the base medrash, and basically the reason why he didn't end up coming to the base medrash was because he was so hungry and he felt that he could not eat before the shear before davening, and therefore he didn't come to the base medrash. The Gemara continues and talks about Rabbi Nechunya ben Hakana, who when he came to the base medrash, he would daven a short prayer that no davar takala, that no one no mishap should come from his words, and when he left, he would thank Hashem for giving him the chance to learn. He would compare himself to the people who were idlers, that they sat in the corners and didn't do anything, that he went to Shul and went to the yeshiva and actually learned. Then we have other stories of different rabbis. Uh, when Herbalazar was sick, his students came in, they asked him for advice. One interesting piece of advice that he gave his students was, make sure your kids don't learn too much Torah. That might take them away from Gemara. Also, when they came into Rabbi Yochanan, when he was sick, and they asked Rabbi Yochanan, why are you so scared, Rabbi Yochanan? Why are you crying? And he said, if I would go to a regular king, Basar Vadam of flesh and blood, to be judged, I would be so scared, even though that king doesn't have ultimate authority, even though he's, you could bribe him, even though his rulings won't last forever. So if I'm going to Hashem, who you can't bribe, whose rulings will last forever, who's a, who, 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 it's so scary to go to Hashem, and I don't know if I'm going to Gehenna or Ghanaian, to heaven or hell, all the more so I am scared. Finally, we have the mission on the bottom of the page where Ragamliel says that you should daven every single day Shimon Esrei. Other rabbis say that, uh, introduce an idea of an abridged Shimon Esrei, which we'll learn more about in future days. But then the Gemara on the bottom says we, we get this idea of the Shimon Esrei, the 18 blessings. What do they correspond to? One is that they correspond to Psalm 29 that we say actually in Kabbalat Shabbat. Um, we say, Havula Hashem Elim. The word Hashem is mentioned eight, 18 times. Another idea is that it says that the Hashem's name is 18 times in the Shema. And the third idea is that when you bow down, the, there are 18 vertebrae in your body, and that corresponds to the 18th philos. We will conclude over here. This concludes Daf Chaf Ches, page 28. Continue with 29 tomorrow.